Whoa. Howdy. Um, this is Baby Millennial, and my name's Stephanie, and this is my silly little podcast that I record uh, sporadically, and I don't follow much of a format. Ow! That's my shitty little jingle, too. Um, yeah, hi. <laughs> This is a podcast made by a baby millennial, which, you know, just means that I'm still kind of young, kind of, but I am closer to 30 than I am to 20 years old. And everyone take a collective breath. That shit's scary. Aging is scary. All right. When I started grad school, the first quarter, I had sprouted my first gray hair, and I was 25, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, guys, this isn't good. Nah, it's all right, you know, I think that maybe one day, or like, I think the... I think that as I age, people, maybe society will, like, change their mind about aging and, you know, not cancel women over the age of 27 because they're, you know, deemed whatever, uh, old or whatever. (laughs) That's sad. After 27, you're just irrelevant. (laughs) I think not. No, sir. Um, yeah, this is a podcast, and, you know, I have, like, ten listeners. Every week it kind of changes and fluctuates, uh, like, the estimated audience that, that I have or that the app that I use projects that I have, and I'm just happy to have one or two listeners, so the fact that there's, like, oh, dinner burp number one. The fact that there's, like, multiple, that's great. I love that. And and it's, like, spread out. Like, I get to see the... Spread out. I get to see the statistics of, like, where the percentage of people listening and what country they're from or what country they're listening to this podcast in. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. That's kind of cool. Um, and it's not just the U.S. I also have... I have a friend in Germany. Hi, Grayson. <laughs> Shout out to Grayson, living in Germany. And I have some friends in Scotland. But you know what? Scotland hasn't shown up. So Becca and Andrew better start listening to my podcast so that Scotland shows up on my country statistics. Come on, guys. I know you're busy with your own PhDs, but what the hell? Just kidding. Um, But yeah, this is my little podcast. And it's just kind of silly. I don't know. I talk about things. I ask my friends uh, via social media, you know, questions, and they let me anonymously share their answers on my podcast. Um, I have dinner burps. You've just heard one. Uh, It doesn't matter. I record this usually in the evening. So either I've eaten dinner or I have not eaten dinner. Either way, there's going to be a dinner burp. Um, And I don't know if it's just because when I talk, my body's like, you know what? How about a little hiccup thing? Hiccup burp thing. Just one. Just one for right now, and then maybe I'll do it again later. And that's that. So that makes an appearance. I also have my cat, Coffee, who sometimes... Well, he's usually, like, 90% of the time in my room with me. And so he gets a little um, antsy and wants to play or, you know, moves around. So you might hear him jingle jangle, or you might hear him cry because he wants me to play or he wants to go out of my room. Uh, you know, and I, I do whatever he says. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. Um, I think the last episode I recorded was, uh, you know, going, going through it and, uh, decided to be more vulnerable than I usually am. Um, and was crying about how, how I hate being vulnerable because then people, 
use that to be shitty to me. But, um, yeah, so that episode was kind of a doozy. But, yeah, I just, it was kind of therapeutic to record it and post it and, like, you know, if I had some themes, like, I was trying to... I think convey important lessons for people, sure. And if anyone can take a lesson out of that, that's, you know, great. If you learn something from any of my episodes, I am so pleased. Uh, Am I an expert on all things? No, but I, you know, am smart. The imposter syndrome in me is like, yeah, but you're not that smart. (laughs) No. But, you know, I have I have some some knowledge on things. Recently, I've been watching um on Disney Plus, there's like the Imagineering story and uh it's just like a docu-series. It was like 6 episodes long. Each episode's like an hour or an hour 30, I think. 30 minutes long. And it basically goes through, uh, you know, the Imagineers' uh, progress through the years, chronologically. And an Imagineer is a Disney engineer of sorts. And there's, I'm sure, lots of different um, projects and departments within the Imagineering, Imagineer umbrella. Um, But yeah, it started out with like the creation of Disneyland, which was the first theme park um, that that the Disney company, Walt Disney created. um, And that's in Anaheim, California. And I'm not like a Disney adult per se. I have fond memories of the parks and, you know, they're they make great movies and I enjoy like, you know, watching the movies that come out, but I'm, you know, I'm not trying to, what? (laughs) I'm not trying to throw shade at like Disney adults, um, which are a lot of millennials, um, a lot of older millennials too. Um, but yeah, I mean like I, there's a, there's a place for Disney in my heart. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of shitty things that, Walt Disney, uh, like, very shitty beliefs that he had, uh, that weren't uncommon, I feel like, for a white dude of power for the time, but still, it's not, you know, necessarily, uh, forgivable, and, um, I think that the Disney company, uh, covers up a lot of stuff. Did you know that, uh, they try hard if there's, like, a accident or, like, a fatal injury on one of their, on the, like, the, um, premises of their parks, uh, their job is to, like, make sure to get you off as, get, get you off. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, it's the happiest place on earth, right? (laughs) What are those cast members doing? (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, but they, they try to move you off of the premise, premises of the parks, uh, to, so that you're not pronounced legally dead on the parks. So, like, you can be like, ah, like, this person got, you know, oh, dinner burp too, decapitated, uh, or nearly decapitated, but was pronounced dead, uh, a hundred yards away from the Disney parks on the way to the hospital. Um, and I think, I mean, like, yeah. If you haven't explored Disney deaths, um, I'm into that, like, macabre kind of stuff, you know, um, and, like, I remember, like, Googling as a 15-year-old, uh, deaths at Disneyland at Disney parks, and just being, like, fascinated, but also, like, terrified, because we forget that, like, 
as humans, we're not, uh, we're not, what's the fucking word? I want to say inevitable, like fucking Thanos. I am inevitable. Like, that's not what I'm, uh, what is the fucking word? Oh my god. We're not indestructible. We're not, it's something with an I. We're not, Mm. invincible oh my god oh yes we're not invincible and so you think you know oh i'm at a i'm at a theme park that's like highly renowned like i'm not gonna die or get injured here because everything functions fine right you're wrong (laughs) and i think uh, like what's out there, it doesn't even cover all of the fatal injuries, um, or serious, yeah, serious injuries that have happened at Disneyland parks. But I mean, there's millions of people, millions of people that go at each day. Is that a, I don't know if that's an accurate number. There's a lot of people, there's thousands of people at least that go to these theme parks every day. There's bound to be accidents and things happen. Also, like, I'm not counting like people having like a health issue happen, like a heart attack happen and and then they die. I'm talking about like deaths at Disneyland that were like mechanical or like people, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the um, guests who got themselves killed necessarily. Well, that's not true. There have been people who've stood up on the the Matterhorn ride and like gotten dismembered. Um, so don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I guess going back to what I originally started talking about before I went on a tangent about, uh, you know, death, of course, um, was I've been looking at the Imagineering story and I finished it. And it was really cool to like see every, basically it was, it was a docu series on, um, how the theme, all the Disney theme parks came to be. I think there's like 12 parks in total around the globe. Um, there's, uh, two in Japan. Uh, one is like Tokyo, wait, is it Tokyo Disney Sea? Uh, and that looks like such a cool park. But like, if I was going to go to Japan, I wouldn't want to go to Disneyland, you know, because like, But it does have, like, different things, and it's a really cool concept. It's supposed to be, like, really covered, really covered by water. Well, yeah, Japan is, you know, surrounded by water. Um, I mean, as are all continents, more or less. But you get what I'm saying. It's a a park that kind of has, like, more watery-themed things. I'm really doing that justice. But yeah, and then there's there's euro disney which is in in france is it in paris it's in i don't know if it's in paris but it's in france obviously and um yeah just like watching the imagineers you know come up with projects that would suit these different parks and make them like they go over their failures well (laughs) They go over their their uh, pitfalls and failures, but very euphemistically, if that's... Can I say euphemistically? I think that's a word. But basically, you know, looking through rose-colored glasses still. Like, you know, we went through this hardship, but guess what? Disney came out on top, and it's like, okay, yeah, you're a huge corporation. Of course you did. Um, you own, like... Oh, dinner burp three. Wow. She is just spitting. Uh, you're a huge corporation. You basically own everything. Like, of course you've, you're fine during everything, during recessions, during natural disasters, during, you know, like, I don't know. Disney has like a monopoly on everything so much so that even, even as I'm recording this, I'm like, am I going to get like in trouble for talking about the company? Um, but I'm such a small, like, no one's gonna listen to my podcast, but maybe they have, like, these bots out there that are, like, if anyone talks about Disney in any kind of negative light, fucking shut that shit down. Shut it down. So, oh my god, but that would be crazy, right? Like, me, little, little old me talking about a huge company 
No one knows me, so Disney should just leave me alone. Or pay me, I don't know. Just kidding. Free publicity, like they need any more. Also, no one listens to my podcast. Um, yeah, so I've just been watching that, and it's been pretty cool. There's like a rat- there's a Ratatouille ride at Euro Disney, and it's supposed to be like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland. Do we even have that? I feel like I've never been on that. Um, and like you're in a little mouse car, and you're like supposed to be traveling around like a restaurant like a french bistro as remy the rat which is the rat in ratatouille the movie and yeah it was just really cool to watch watch these designs happen and and the thought process and and ways that they improved um after listening to you know uh like the culture and (laughs) locals of the area because like especially with Euro Disney I think a lot of the French and Parisians I don't know why I keep separating the two um were like no fucking Disney no way not in our country like get that bullshit American bullshit out of here which I get yeah for sure that's like let me just push our fucking this culture on you what culture though it's disney (laughs) i mean there's good things about disney don't get me wrong um but yeah it was good i really enjoyed i love docuseries mostly about murder but you know this one was cool too so i highly recommend if you have disney plus it's just a fun interesting thing to watch um uh yeah oh disney when I was a kid, for some reason, my favorite classic Disney movie, I mean, it's still one of my favorite, or is my favorite classic Disney movie, is Bambi. I just, it's a cute movie, and I really like the animation, I think, as a kid, and I love Bambi. I love deer. They're so cute. If I see deer, when I see deer, like, around, and if I see baby fawns, okay, that's that's repetitive that's redundant <laughs> usually a fawn indicates that it's a baby deer stephanie what are you an ecologist the answer is no i'm a cell biologist so <laughs> but yeah i don't know that was like my favorite disney classic i feel like it's a rare disney classic fave you know i'm like so unique <laughs> i'm just like so original my favorite Disney movie was Bambi. While all the other girls like princess movies, I like Bambi. I'm so unique. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed that. Don't know why that's important to share with with my uh, couple of listeners, but felt like it was something I was excited about, so I want to talk about it. And so I did. <laughs> um... Yeah, great. I'm so glad I've already started with such a riveting uh, subject matter. Um, things I learned recently. Uh, if you if you start a grease fire, like you're cooking something on your stove, there's a lot of grease, um, and shit gets gets out of hand real quick, and you got a big fire, like a grease fire. Uh, you're not supposed to put water on it, which I knew. Um, but then I was like, so what do you do to put it out if you can manage putting it out? Like if it hasn't spread past your stove. Um, and if you don't have like a fire extinguisher, which I think is also potentially risky to use too, depending on like what kind of fire extinguisher it is. I don't know. I'm not a firefighter. To number number four. Um, you're supposed to put salt or baking soda um, on the fire if it's small enough. If it's too big, then you just got to call 911. <laughs> and that's fire safety tips from Steph. <laughs> you know, just important things you should know. Oh my gosh, excuse me. That was a yawn, if you didn't know. Um... 
Yeah. How how are you, how are how are my friends doing that listen to this? It's July, twenty twenty one. Um, feel like it's been exciting to be back in the world. I don't want to say post pandemic because we're still in it and shit is still really scary. And yeah, I feel like we're probably gonna go back into some kind of lockdown towards fall, you know, when it's like flu season and stuff. Um, I'm fully vaccinated. And I think if you have the opportunity, uh, and you don't have, you know, any conditions that would, would prohibit you or inhibit you from getting the vaccine, then get the vaccine. And uh, if you're like, well, Stephanie, but all the news is saying that the Delta variant evades the vaccine and can break through. Sure. Sure, you can still get COVID with a Delta variant or some of the other variants um, while being vaccinated, but the vaccine ultimately protects you from having severe cases of COVID. So it reduces the chance of hospitalization and mortality um still not fun so just be careful um i there are places i've worn masks still um and i haven't really been in any super crowded areas i've still done a lot of outdoor things which is and you know just hanging with people that I work with and we all kind of keep pretty small circles still I feel like for the most part so I don't know we'll see how that goes but it is scary and it feels weird and just kind of getting back into like I feel like there was no easing into at least in in California there was like no easing back into like a post-pandemic or like pre-pandemic world it was like Gavinor Gavinor <laughs> Newsom Governor Newsom his first name is Gavin um was just like okay we're open California's opening up on June 15th get ready bitches and everyone was like balls to the wall let's fucking rage which is fun because it's, you know, we all miss socializing and it's surreal, but it also, like, are we just going to ignore how the, how traumatic the past, like, 18 months have been? You know? Like, are we going to just, like, pretend like that didn't happen? Like, millions of people didn't die? Like, that our f- friends and family didn't get sick and potentially died? Um... I had two relatives pass away. They weren't COVID related. There were other health issues, but it was just like 2020 was a fucking intense year. And, you know, even though I have done therapy weekly uh, since February of 2020, which has been pretty life-saving and uh, amazing, um still feel like there's a lot that I haven't unpacked from the past 18 months because I've just been in like survival mode and just you know when things came up I was like all right we can't worry about that right now because you need to worry about staying safe staying healthy but also having to work because capitalism (laughs) and lucky like I'm fortunate in that my position like I didn't have to I don't have yeah, when things were really scary and there was, like, no vaccine on the, like, immediate horizon, um, I was, I work at a place where I don't have a lot of people around and I could all, I could work from home as well, so, um, but not everyone had that, you know, luxury, um, and a lot of people lost their jobs, like, uh, yeah, I haven't even looked at what the unemployment rate is in the United States, but yeah, um, but uh, yeah, just a lot to unpack, 
musicians are going on tour now. I'm trying to see Phoebe Bridgers. My fucking, fucking love that bitch. I love her so much. Uh, she's so great. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna try to see her. And, you know, we'll see if things get canceled or not. Or postponed. But, yeah. It's a weird time. Just feels like a weird limbo of, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop and having to go back to isolation. Um, which is weird. So, yeah, things are still weird. COVID's still happening. Actually, there's been more deaths in the first six months of 2021 than there has been in all of 2020. And the pandemic was around... Um, starting at the beginning of January, I believe, but in the place of origin and then, you know, spread for a while, uh, before we knew what we had on our hands, you know, as viruses, you know, viruses, as, (laughs) as viruses sometimes do. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, wild. Um, something I've taken out of the, the pandemic, here I am still talking about it, uh, is just kind of, uh, unlearning a lot of unhealthy behavior and also like getting closer to my immediate family and like appreciating them for them and like kind of taking out my narcissistic views of myself in my family, you know, uh, as the only earth sign amongst a sea of fire signs and, like, two water signs. Literally so many fucking fire signs in my family. (laughs) It's so much. Um, no, but I, like, realized... I haven't always been the best big sister. I'm the oldest of six. And I haven't always been the best. I haven't always been the best listener. Sometimes I just text my sister who's two years younger than me, just ranting. Like, no, hey, Sarah, how are you? Like, you know, like, just selfish shit. And I feel like I've been doing a better job of... of of realizing that, like, that's not cool to do, and that's your family, and I love my family, and I want them all to be happy, and I think I just got to a place where I realized, like, all the things that happened to me are not, like, everyone else's fault, you know, like, and it's not everyone's problem, it's crazy, I know, Uh, but when you kind of grow up around narcissistic behavior, you tend to think like everything, you know, you're the most important person in your life. And I just don't think that anymore or I'm not thinking it as much anymore. So that's good. Um, but yeah, this time has like made me really reflect on, um, my love and adoration for each of my family members and um so now I'm gonna move on to the segment uh where I just fucking gas up my family that you all don't know but it'll be really brief I just like have been wanting to say these nice things and you know uh Obviously, you could be like, Stephanie, well, why don't you just fucking tell them? And I'm like, I just don't want to bombard them with, like, I don't want them to think that they have to reply to me sending them a sappy message. So I'm going to just say it here, and then periodically I will text them and be like, hey, I love you. You're amazing. Um, but let's let's start out with my siblings. Oh, my God, dinner burp five. Oh, oh six. I had these tamales from Trader Joe's. They're pork tamales with with cheese. And they were really good. But I'm also a white girl, so, you know, don't trust, don't, yeah. I don't know. I thought they were good, but I'm also, you, this is where I'm coming from, okay? 
Uh, but yeah, let's get started. Okay, so start. So I'm the oldest. I the first four kids, uh, we were all two years apart, and uh, yeah. So my sister Sarah is two years younger than me, and she wants to, I think, ultimately be a NICU nurse. And she's starting, like, she started her CNA program. Um, and, like, she's just, like, fucking killing it. She's resilient as shit. Like, she just, she has always been the more maternal figure out of us two. Like, when my, like, my baby brothers were born when I was in middle school and high school. And I just wanted, I was definitely someone who just wanted to be out of the house. Like, I didn't want to do anything with the family. I just wanted to be out of the house. And, you know, my mom would often need need someone to watch the babies. And she would pay us, you know. Um, and Sarah would just always take the job. And I don't think she always wanted to, but I think she just knew that I wasn't going to be a good <laughs> caretaker to the boys um and so she felt obligated and that's not really fair of me to do that to her I was kind of a dick a lot to her um as we grew up um but I mean it's because I was like I mean there are many reasons because I wanted to be out of the house and because I was jealous my sister Sarah is fucking gorgeous well both of my sisters are fucking gorgeous they're absolutely beautiful in their own ways, so confident, both of them, and I just did not have that confidence, like, I'm definitely, or have been, not so much anymore, but a lot, like, I used to be really, really insecure, and I was, like, the insecure one of the family, um, and, you know, so I was jealous of my sisters, and they're beautiful, and they're smart, and they're confident as fuck, and they're amazing. Anyways, back to Sarah. Sarah's fucking killing it. She's, like, nannying from, like, early in the morning to midday, and then she goes to her CNA thing, uh, like, class for all night. Like, holy shit. And she's doing this while she's, like, in her mid-20s. This is something I would do, like, this kind of, like, stuff maybe when I was, like, in college, you know, when I was a young whippersnapper, and she's doing it in her mid-twenties, like, fucking killing it, man. Uh, she is gonna be such an amazing mom, like, I can't wait for her to, you know, well, I mean, I can wait because we're still, I feel, like, really young, and I I don't think she wants to have kids before 30 um but she's just gonna be a great mom she's just an an amazing person and just very caring very selfless um she's just an awesome person and uh if you're a guy that has wronged my sister in the past um I'll fucking fight you if I see you in person there's one in particular and he knows if he sees me. Well, I don't even think he remembers me because it was a brief relationship that they had. But I will throw a fucking glass at his face if I see him working at a bar in Sacramento. <laughs> Just bitchy girl things. Um, Oh, my God. Dinner bur- number seven. Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, she's awesome. And I love her. Moving on to my... I'm doing this chronologically. Moving on to my brother... My my one of my brothers his name's Austin he's four years younger than me and he is uh he's a marine and uh he is a he's just a great great dude you know very very kind a goober uh he's he's a cool dude good looking dude you know uh, he has a bunch of fun tattoos, <laughs> like, really, some of them are pretty silly, because uh, he'll, I think he, like, goes, and he, like, just, like, goes to artists, and he's, like, I want a tattoo, and they're, like, what do you want, and he's, like, whatever you want, and I think that's baller, he's, you know, 
he's like the the only got only boy of like my mom and dad's kids because my mom remarried and uh had my two younger brothers with my stepdad um so I think that he had a lot of pressure to be something like to be a to be a man among his three sisters and like you know uh yeah like he's just a a great dude and I'm proud to be his sister I miss him because he's not in California so we don't get to see him often but um just watching him grow up into the man he is today like I can't help but beam with pride um at who he's become and who he's becoming and you know um he's just he's just a funny fucking dude funny fucking dude when I was younger uh my sister Sarah likes to tell all my all my like uh ex-boyfriends or whoever I bring home that I'm dating uh, about the story of me jumping like over a table breaking a candle and beating the shit out of Austin because he called me a bitch like he was like a kindergartner and I was whatever grade I was in um it's Sarah's favorite story to tell uh but yeah I'm sorry Austin for being a asshole big sister and yeah, fist fighting you. That wasn't very fair. We know you could probably kick my ass uh, as we aged, but I think we both grew up and stopped being childish, um, or I stopped being childish. Uh, you were still a child, so that was acceptable. <laughs> but no, Austin's a cool, cool dude. And yeah, okay, going on. <laughs> This is, like, such a silly fucking thing. I'm sorry if you're, like, bored and you're like, Stephanie, no one wants to listen to you talk about your siblings. But I just, like, wanted to talk about it, okay? I'm just feeling sappy right now and I just want to, I just want to extend my love and appreciation for my family. Because you've got to do that, you know? Not every day is promised, okay? Moving on to my, uh, my sister Sammy, Samantha. Um, she is six years younger than me, and, um, she looks very similar to me. Like, she just has, like, dirtier blonde hair, so, like, a lighter brunette than I am. Um, she was a toehead when she was born. She had super blonde hair. Um, but she looks exactly like me, and she did theater like me, and, um, you know living in your sister's, like, she just never was living in our shadow. She, like, forged her own way. And when people would say, oh, my God, you look exactly like Stephanie, like, she just handled it, like, you know, like, even in high school, like, she just was, like, okay. Like, she never was, like, snarky about, like, when people would say, oh, my God, you look so much like your sister. She wouldn't be, like, ew, no, I don't, you know? Um, or she would probably sometimes say, you mean Stephanie looks like me, even though, uh, I'm older. That's just Sammy. She's just always been a spitfire, very confident chick, cute, uh, just a fiery, fiery little gal. Um, and yeah, I've gotten to get to know her more, um, the past couple years, because when I was in college, she was in high school and just kind of a big age gap, and I was really caught up with my own dumb shit. Um, but yeah, she's fucking strong. She's, I mean, like, physically, yes, and, like, just emotionally. She's just been through a lot of shit, and she's a fucking boss, and she just fucking makes money moves, man. She, like, does things so independently I'm like damn girl like that's fucking awesome wow like she just up and moved because she like was like I want to live down here I don't want to live in San Francisco anymore and I, I was like hell yeah do it dude um but yeah she's an awesome chick I love her she's absolutely gorgeous too 
Um, she has some pretty cute tattoos as well. I think I might have the most tattoos out of my adult siblings right now, but I don't know if Austin is going to catch up. I don't know if Sarah and Sammy really want much more. I think Sammy wants a little bit more. I think Sarah might want like one or two. Um, but yeah, she's awesome. She like, uh, I think wants to do psychology and maybe like a PhD in psychology and that's freaking cool. Fucking psychology is fucking awesome, dude. And she would be great at it. She's, she's, yeah, she's just, she has a goal and she does it and she makes things work for her. Also, she does really cool DIY stuff. She's like done a lot of cute DIY projects in her room and I'm like, damn, that's creative as fuck. That's awesome. So yeah, that's, that's Samantha. I love you, bitch. Uh, <laughs> love you, bitch. Um, okay, moving on to my baby brothers. Um, so there's Hunter, and he is going to be a sophomore in high school. And he's, like, the only one in our family who has super-duper curly hair, and he's grown it out really long during the pandemic. And he's just a cool dude. Like, he's wise beyond his years. He just knows a lot of cool history facts and and he's not like us like a know-it-all about it he's just very like into the conversation you know like he he's just a cool kid he does theater too and he's fucking hilarious um and yeah he's just very inquisitive and and knowledgeable like i wish like i his critical thinking skills at his age i'm like how how I don't understand I wish I had that because I'd be doing so much better in my in my program if I had had honed my critical thinking skills from from the age you are to now but alas you know uh the eldest child always kind of gets the short end of the stick and that's fine I'm okay for the most part but Hunter is super cool he's growing up and like just seeing him change from being a little, like, baby. Uh, and now he's just, like, in his teenage, in his teens. Ah, uh, it's so weird. I'm getting old. <laughs> no, but he's a cool dude. Very funny. Makes a lot of the same, like, uh, dorky faces and has a lot of the same mannerisms as me. Um... And just a funny, funny kid. Good looking kid. Growing up. Just killing it. Love you, Hunter. Alright, that brings me to my last sibling. Mr. Brody Bear. (laughs) He is, uh, like the spitting image of me as as a child, but as a boy. He looks very Portuguese. Um... And he's also growing out his hair. It's straight. And he can, like, put it in, like, little uh, ponytails. And it's awesome. He's a super, super thoughtful kid. Um, And I get very protective over him and Hunter. And whenever I see them or whenever I visit, like... I I didn't have this when I was, like, in high school. I think it's because I've matured and now I'm, like, you know, not as fucking selfish. Um, but whenever, like, they recently visited and I... <laughs> I had given Hunter one of my sunglasses because he was sitting in the sun. And he looked so cool in them. And, and my parents and I were, like, gassing him up. We're like, oh, Hunter, that looks so good. And then Brody was, like, really adamant about wanting to get some sunglasses while they were visiting me. And when I went home that night, I started to panic because I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I gave Hunter my sunglasses. And I told him he can keep them because I have a lot. And they looked good on him. And I was like, oh, my God, I gave Hunter my sunglasses. And, like, I didn't, like, Brody didn't get a pair. And, like, maybe he wants a pair of his big sister's sunglasses and um like I just started to 
fucking freak out. Like, I was having a panic attack over it. I'm like, oh my god, like, I, I don't want him to be sad. I don't want him to feel left out. And so I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I searched, and I was like, perfect. I found some aviators. I'm like, these will fit. Both of the sunglasses were not very feminine looking or anything like that, and it worked. Like, they're sunglasses, like fuck off <laughs> so the next day we go to breakfast and I'm like hey Brody I got you some freaking cool sunglasses that I have and he's like oh I wanted ones exactly like these and like he just wore them and for the rest of the weekend I'm like gonna cry because I just love them so much and it brings me joy to bring them joy and and see them happy and I gave them yeah, they had, they all weekend they were wearing the sunglasses and they went home with them and that made me really happy. This is kind of going off the rails of, of my little shout out to Brody, but Brody's a sweet kid. He absolutely melts my heart. Um, just, just a good person through and through. Um, very protective over him, very protective over Hunter. I mean, protective over all my siblings, but the first four kids, uh, we went through divorce. We went through some, we went through some drama, right? We, we went through it. We're, we're still figuring, we're still, (laughs) we're still growing up and trying not to, uh, we're doing our best. And I, I think we are doing our best. I think we're all doing a great job and we're all, you know, doing our own thing. And the important thing is we're all, Oh my god, dinner burp date. We're all happy and healthy. And that's great. But yeah, that was my little fucking sibling spiel. <laughs> I love them. They're the best. They, yeah, they, sometimes I just think about each one of them and start to cry a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just get my feels. Because like, you know, we're, we're growing up and like things are changing and, um, I'm just like proud of them. And when I look back and reflect on how my relationship was with each of them through the, through my growing up, I'm like ashamed of how I acted and like how I just didn't really reach out or didn't, you know, extend myself and, and my, um, attention as the oldest sister, Sarah has always been definitely more of the parental sibling. Um, I think that because of the, my parents' divorce, like, I just went off the rails a little bit and not even like in a, in a, in a super big way. I just was very emotionally unavailable to be um, a big sister sometimes. And I think now it's really important to me to make sure that they're all okay and to, you know, be a better big sister because I love them a lot and they mean the world to me. Um, yeah. So it's been a very still emotional podcast and it's just me talking about Disney talking about my siblings, talking about the pandemic. It's like, great, Stephanie, all entertaining things that we all wanted to hear. I'm sorry that uh, (laughs) it wasn't maybe as entertaining as you'd like, but I thank you for listening. And, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe just think about your family and... You know, I know everyone's family dynamic is different and the idea of a nuclear family, whatever that is anymore, is really outdated. I don't think you need to have a mom and a dad uh, and have two kids. Like, (laughs) families can look really different Um, and that's what's beautiful and you can have family that you don't really speak to, but you have a chosen family that that's, you know, better for you. And, and I think that's important. And, um, that's still a family. So yeah, I mean, it's just nice to kind of think about 
people you love and care about and um you gotta tell them that stuff you gotta tell people that you love them and all that stuff because you never know what people are going through and there's no day but today as uh (laughs) let me just um quote some rent lyrics for you as a musical theater bitch no day but today well we're at 50 minutes i'm fucking tired uh once again sorry it's not been as exhilarating of an episode but at least i didn't cry this time (laughs) good job stephanie you fucking sappy bitch um yeah but stay classy stay sassy stay nasty Mm. Uh, no, but, like, you know, check out the Disney Imagineering thing if you just want to watch a cool docuseries. Feel a little nostalgia if you're from California, um, you know, or just grew up going to a Disney theme park or, you know, watching Disney films. I think it's interesting. Uh, be careful about, you know, the pandemic. It's still happening, unfortunately. We're still in it not trying to be negative and just being realistic, you know, still ways to be safe and have fun. And, uh, there's a whole lot of other issues that I won't get into, like the fucking climate crisis we're in and, uh, how capitalism is the fucking devil. But that's for another time. I need to do more research on that before I start just spouting, uh, stuff and talking out of my ass about things that I may not have researched well enough. And I'm not going to do that because I'm a fucking scientist and I like the fucking facts. I like the evidence. You know what I mean? I like the critical thinking. How about that? Um, and lastly, just, you know, take a second to fucking appreciate the, uh, family or friends that support you and love you and give them shout, shout outs, you know, make them feel special, uh, and tell it to them. Uh, like I said, (laughs) you're probably like, Stephanie, why did you have this whole thing where you're talking about your siblings? Why can't you just tell them that? Uh, and I don't want to bombard them and I don't want to make them feel like they need to like say something back to me equally as nice. They don't have to. I just want to be like, hey, I love you, and you're amazing, and I'm proud of you. Uh, because I am. I'm proud of all of them. They're awesome. They're fucking doing it. And they didn't have crazy mental breakdowns like me, so that's awesome. Or they did, and they can just handle it better than I could in the past. Um, but yeah, so those are the lessons, I guess. Have a great day or night. Um, yeah. Cheers.